2: This is Monica Perez. I am the Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I not only give you the Libertarian perspective on things, I do sometimes explore how deep the rabbit hole really is to steal the line from the Matrix. That opens my second hour. And this is the second hour of a robust discussion about Hillary's prospects to be president and not just the surface stuff real deep deep state kind of things. Mike before the break called and said, I uh, talked about the sightings of Hillary and even Obama at the Bilderberg meeting. And people hear Bilderberg and they think, oh, that's a conspiracy nut thing. Forget about that. It's ridiculous. It doesn't it's it doesn't have to be that they're so powerful that they um Kill people if they don't follow their directions. It's not, it doesn't even have to be that sinister. It is an international organization that has policy positions and meets with high-level people in the United States government and prospects for people in the United States government. And it's it's not reasonable to think they don't have an influence. As a matter of fact, I just talked about some videos I posted, real short clips, 30-second clips of Hillary In various positions of, I would say, uh, you know, kind of scary things that she said. And one of those clips is her at the Council on Foreign Relations, which is an organization like the Bilderberg Group, but more prominent, more kind of institutionalized where they uh, what she says in this clip is uh, it's so I'm so glad you opened this new office near the State Department because now I don't have to go so far back to New York to hear my marching orders, basically. I think the way she put it was to find out what I should be doing and how I should be thinking about the future. So regardless of if this is just a um, a mutual agreement among these people to set an agenda, it does exist. And Mike also said that Rand Paul is our only hope. And I do think Rand Paul is way outside that institutional framework, which is why they would never kind of let him get in at the top. But I I did, if you want to go down the rabbit hole, I I have been noticing, I had a strange thought, based on these weird security breaches in Washington. A drone went um, into the White House. This uh, We just heard on the news at the top of the hour, That the gyroscope by um, some postal worker flew a gyroscope to the Capitol building, a gyrocopter to the Capitol building. But there was also those huge Secret Service um, breaches where a guy with a gun got into the White House. There were other things that head of the Secret Service a, a woman stepped down. And she was replaced by someone, a controversial, like, you know, possibly not the best choice kind of guy. There's a lot of weird stuff going on around that. And if you really wanna peel the onion, you, know, you really wanna think the most sinister thought, my fear is that they are setting up. A legacy of incompetence at the Secret Service so that in case a guy like Rand Paul gets in, he will know, God forbid um, anything bad would actually happen, but he would know that he was at the mercy of these people who protect him, who surround him. Because if you look back uh, at both the Reagan assassination attempt and the JFK assassination, Secret Service failures were uh, at the heart of how these um, attempts actually got through. In JFK, it was successful. In Reagan, there were and a lot of people were hit by bullets. And I just I just keep my eyes open on this kind of stuff because yes, maybe it's just a handshake and we are all on the same page with respect to the international agenda. But maybe it is more serious. Maybe this this there is a deep state and it's tied up by very vicious means because I talked earlier about this uh, documentary, the Clinton Chronicles. They really, uh, the stuff that they say in that, and it has some plausibility, like the Vince Foster suicide, supposed suicide. Vince Foster was a partner of Hillary in uh, Arkansas and came to them, to Washington, and then ended up dead in a park with a lot of suspicious circumstances that didn't point to suicide. So you you gotta wonder, really, how deep the rabbit hole is on some of this stuff, but I do... Uh, I do think that even if that that isn't the way it is, if it isn't that bad, it does matter uh, if somebody like Hillary gets in, because even if she's just voluntarily going along with this international power lead, is that what we really want? And uh, if it isn't what we really want, is she the one who's going to lead us down the garden path and tell us like Obama did, oh, no more war and then deliver it? for the power elite because i think that's what when these guys raise two billion dollars it's because of that it's because they're going to deliver something so is is hillary going to be that person uh 1-800-WSB-TALK are uh are my number is my number you can also call 404 750 i'm going to terry and marietta hi terry you're on with monica hi how
1: do you do i'm basically uh I'm a disabled vet, and my thing is I don't like to vote for people for president who aren't also veterans. It's just kind of old-fashioned. We kind of feel like if you can't serve as an Indian, how can you serve as the chief?
2: That's a good idea. And how about the possibility of them, uh, a requirement for them to actually be in harm's way? I always find it kind of disgusting that their kids or themselves go into the service in a place where they could never really be in danger.
1: Well, see, it, that can be defined so many different ways. I was in the band, but I was assigned to the North Korean border.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's trouble.
1: But, it, yeah. but I, you know, the big thing here, like, we talk about the Bilderbergers and stuff, and it's like, uh, well, if you're getting what you want out of these people, what's the problem? You know, you kind of look at it that way. I know I'm never going to be privy to one of those meetings, I wasn't in Skull and Bones at Yale or anything like that, but it was like a lot of this stuff, we think that this is just like um, a rich boys club or now rich boys Well, but Terry, club and you can, that you goes know, you back to... When- you don't know if they're playing Naked Twister in there at the meetings. I mean... It-
2: <laughs> yes, well, at Skull and Bones, I think that Naked Twister is part of the co-ed, now co-ed Naked Twister, is part of the ritual. There's definitely a weird ritual, but I've read a lot about Skull and Bones, and they have a deal where anybody who's in Skull and Bones has to give preference to a bonesman in future careers, promotion stuff like that. So it's very powerful. But you, oh sure, well, I, grew
1: up, I grew up in New Haven. I kind of knew.
2: Oh things yeah, things. yeah. You see, you walk past it. So you, so. But what you're saying reminds me of the call from Jared earlier. Like, okay, so it's a machine, but how bad is it? And my response to him, I'll also ask you, if it weren't so bad, would they really need to set up this level of like the police state, the surveillance state? Would they really have to? Put in place all the pieces for total control. If it was something that we were going to like, well,
1: not all paranoid schizophrenics are in the state hospital.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of them are in the state legislature. <laughs> They're
1: In the state department, right? Like
2: exactly. The well, state I'm department.
1: A disabled, I'm a disabled vet, but it's like I like I like the idea of seeing you know a real veteran be the president. I like, you know that's why I like Colin Powell and people like that, but. Uh, I
2: think that kind of we, thing is going to be a thing of the past with drones. They're going to oh, take absolutely away not. our understanding it, of what war is.
1: You know, so um, you know, I'd, my only hope is that the Republicans will get it in gear and get us a candidate that we can rally around and beat this thing. Now that's the big thing. If if you can't
2: bring but up, but what difference who is it going to What's the point? What do you think? Do you, do you think these guys ever come through with making government smaller or being really responsible when it comes to defense?
1: No, they're just, they're just polishing fecal matter. I'm trying to say this nice <laughs> so I can say it on radio.
2: <laughs> well, you I get, do. Th- yeah, that's what they're a, doing. You
1: have a ruling class no matter where you go, and they can call themselves whatever they want. But, you know, it's going to be the same old thing. Your kid is not getting into Harvard tomorrow you know, or whatever. You know, I mean, well, my nothing. kid
2: might. I went to Harvard. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I transferred I from a community college, though, so I was an right. outsider all the way.
1: Well, what's wrong with learning how to paint cars and winding up with four Mako franchises before you retired? Oh,
2: right? my husband and I were after, like, getting just pummeled by school loans and uh, house mortgage and trying to figure out... Uh, trying to crack the code and and really break through to right. success, we both looked life. at each other and thought, "Why didn't we just get to figure out how to get a car dealership? Like that would have yeah. been so much better, so much less brain damage, so much richer."
1: I mean, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would get some kind of a trade before I went to college. I mean, as a friend of mine said you can read Nietzsche while you're digging a ditch. So, yeah, so it's, uh, it's,
2: it's, I it's basically. Agree with you.
1: Yeah. Be, but we be, got into this Barbie doll reality yeah. where everybody's supposed to be the doctor, or the lawyer, or the Indian chief. Well, I want somebody who can fix my my toilet at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I,
2: I couldn't agree with you more. We're a little off topic, Terry, but I am gonna I'm gonna say that I actually totally agree with that, and I think of that with my son. He loves Legos, so I said, um, uh, maybe you should be an architect, like focus on that. Is and that I told him there? There in this in like the summers of his high school. I'm going to get him to work for the tile guy, work for the landscaper, work for the pool guy, so he can figure out how to build the stuff before he tells people, other people, how to build the stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: Smartest man I ever met left the Army at the end of World War II with $50 in his pocket, and when he died, he owned 200 liquor stores down in Florida. It's a character named Jack Holloway. Yeah. uh,
2: and that is and that is really the American dream, whereas what I ended up doing, I fell for it. I got all these loans. I'm still working like a dog. You'll never get out. God forbid you put money in the market. And every once in a while it crashes because you don't get the memo. So I agree with that. I want to continue this conversation. I'm going to talk to Jan right after the break. Uh, she thinks that as long as Democrats are sticking to, as long as both parties are sticking to the same agenda, it doesn't matter who wins. I agree with that. 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK This is Monica Perez
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB
2: Tomorrow heavy showers and thunderstorms likely. Stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather updates brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer This is Monica Perez. I'm back talking about the presidential election. Uh, Still far away, but hats in the ring. Especially Hillary, who kind of makes my blood run cold. Tell me what you think. 404-872-0750. I'm going to go to Jan in Noonan. Hi, Jan. You're on with Monica. Hey,
3: how are you? Good. How are you doing? Um, You were talking just a little bit ago with somebody, and y'all were saying that... um, Democrats didn't really care about lying. I think they do care about lying, as long as it's the Republicans lying. But when the Democrats are lying, the Democrats can do anything. I mean, people can even be killed. It doesn't matter as long as they're sticking to the party line and they're doing doing, whatever it is that they're doing is helping overall agenda.
2: Yes. So oh, just pause for a about, second. I want to I want to agree well, with you, Jen. I was going to pause you for a second. I want to agree with you. I, I think that they're very generous in accepting people's personal foibles as long as they follow the party line. And I think that's true about the party and the people, whereas the Republicans. I don't necessarily think that the politicians are any better than the Democrat politicians as far as sincerity and lying. But the people don't seem to tolerate it. The voters don't like it. You know what I'm saying, Jan? Did I lose you? Well, yeah.
3: that, that may that may be true because I mean, if somebody like I forgot the got the senator's name that just decorated his uh, office excessively, he was kicked out. And yet, all these other people do all kinds of stuff that are so much
2: worse. Nobody says a word about it. Yeah, I I, I always figure when somebody actually gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar, they just pissed off the wrong person. That everybody's hand is in the cookie jar. I mean, I've even read stuff where, as soon as you get to Washington, they slip you a roofie, take pictures of you getting crazy, and then that's it. You're done. Like Then they can trot that out anytime they want to get rid of you. I don't know if that's true, but it certainly would be a good idea if you want to control the (laughs) power, right? That's true. That is very true. So, I... Well, thank you. I don't, yeah, I don't think it matters. Um, Either way, I think both sides do lie. I think that the Democrats lie about bringing war, uh, that they're not going to bring war, and the Republicans lie about making government smaller. And we're just so horrified by the other guy. You know, Republicans just can't stand the idea of Democrats. They're just too afraid. And likewise, the Democrats can't stand the idea of Republicans. We're always just voting for the lesser of the evils. But Mike, after the break, is going to tell us he wants to get back to the Constitution. And I'd like to ask, do you think there's any way we're getting back to the Constitution in our lifetime short of a revolution? 800-WSB-TALK, 404 750 This is Monica Perez.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: I'm the Libertarian on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Talking about Hillary's candidacy, uh, I've got a couple of Facebook posts to read, a few calls to take, and then I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about also Marco Rubio threw his hat in the ring this week, and I feel like he is running for vice president, not actually running for president And that uh, would explain why he used a lot of neoconservative catchphrases in his announcement speech. And neoconservatives, if you don't know what it is, go to my website and look up neoconservatism. Just search for that. I wrote quite an expose of these guys. They kind of took over the Republican Party, and their idea was to shape the world and also to grow the size of government so they would have more power to shape the country and shape the world. Honest to goodness. And a couple of their catchphrases are American exceptionalism and a new American century. Now, those things sound great, awesome, we're strong, we're great, we're exceptional because we're uh, free and hardworking. I mean, that's, I think, what they want you to think that stuff says. But really, there is a lot of baggage attached to those phrases. And I was surprised that Rubio was bringing them out now as a young candidate Maybe that was the point, to try to touch what you think that means, even though to the neocons it means something a little scary, in my opinion. I'm going to get to that at the top of the hour. But I really want to know what those words, those phrases, American exceptionalism and the new American century, mean to you, whether you're a liberal or a conservative or a libertarian, I think that stuff means very different things. So I'll read some tweets and posts on that. But also, I'd love to have the conversation. So give me a call, 404 8720 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. Two quick tweets uh, or posts about Hillary. Brian says, She wants to be a ruler to the great unwashed, all while doing it from the other side of the velvet rope of Washington. All this flying coach carrying her own luggage, riding in a van to small towns, and acting like a commoner. Great PR for the uninformed. And I think Brian's referring to something that was we just heard at the top of the hour or the bottom of the hour in the news where people are making fun of Hillary making a big deal about, you know, I guess slumming it, schlepping around, uh, which then reminded me of another post I got from Brad. Hillary has always been a little scary. This is the way of kings. A king knows that he can control most of the people as a group as long as he makes frightening examples of those who oppose him that could go back to some of the really scary scandals in this uh clinton chronicles from the uh their days in arkansas but i want to i want to talk to mike and i uh, if you're on hold i'm gonna get to everybody to talk about this uh hillary question before i switch gears but mike in gainesville wants uh, to talk about the constitution and i i just wonder if there's any hope for the constitution in any kind of constitutional process in in our lifetimes uh, so mike you're on with monica how you doing
3: okay monica uh, a couple things i picked up while i was listening first of all on education uh obama's criticizing uh scott walker for not graduating from college uh with his failures on all of his foreign policies with obama's failures on all of his policies i would give him a flat f he should not have <laughs> wherever he went to school he should not uh, have listened but well, I,
2: I have me? noticed since I kind of, uh, I used to be an investment banker. I have an Ivy League education. And when I stopped working uh, outside the home and raised my kids for a lot of years, I started just reading what I wanted to read. I didn't have to read the Wall Street Journal. I could read books. And I got so much more of an education and really began to figure out how the world works, how the power is structured. And then when I went back and talked to people I worked with in investment banking or went to uh, Harvard with, they didn't want to hear it. They had totally, I mean, this happened to me several times, completely closed minds. So they accept...
3: All they read is the New York News. Yeah,
2: and they know that the way to get ahead, and, and it takes a lot to, you spend a lot of time, you devote your life to the system that as it's set up, and in order to make that work for you you have to understand not necessarily the truth, but how the power really works, what they really want you to say, what mindset and actions are rewarded, and that's how you get ahead. I mean, I'm not ne- never going to run Citibank. I mean, this I definitely don't have the right mindset. Uh, so I don't care at all if people don't go to college. If I could talk to them for five minutes and, and figure if they know which way is up. Well,
3: let me tell you a couple things. I, my, my father. Fought in the trenches in France during World War I. Whoa. Uh, and I, I, I was overseas with the Air Force in the Korean War. And uh, what bothers me and just totally uh, disturbs me is Obama doesn't listen to his military advisors. He listens to his, uh, his Valerie Jarrett.
2: I think they actually purged some of those military guys.
3: Oh, oh they, 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 he has. He's decimated his army. But uh, let me get to the uh, point on the uh, 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 Hillary would be a female Obama. And uh, the other thing that, that bothers me is uh, Jeb Bush uh, saying that the Senate should approve uh, Loretta Lynch. Uh, that's like a, approving Obama, and she's just a female Obama and a female Eric Holder, And she, is for uh, everything that's unconstitutional, that Obama is doing, and Jeb Bush says he thinks that she ought to be approved just as a favor to uh, to Obama to keep his uh, during his administration. That's
2: yeah, just pure important. politics.
3: Because that uh, constitutional form of government is the reason we've survived for about 250 years, and Obama is doing everything in the world to trash it, and he's doing everything in the world to get the his... Uh,
2: I don't them. think the Republicans are any better. When I look at the Republican senators from Georgia voting to fund NSA surveillance, yes, and they, I'm, I'm, you I'm, know...
3: I'm, I'm upset with John DeOddington. I, I really am. Yeah, yeah,
2: these guys, they carry the Constitution around, the Bill of Rights, but they never read it.
3: No, and... and uh, uh, also, they don't read the Quran uh, the either, and they don't know where Obama's coming from. He's been educated by the Quran, and it teaches nothing but hate and, and enmity toward the, the Christians and Jews. But uh, getting away from the subject of the constitutional constitution, this is the reason our country has survived, and Obama's doing everything he can to trash it. And I, I believe that uh, Scott Walker and some of the other uh, Republicans. Hopefully, we'll take a strong stance on reconstituting our or re, re, uh, designing our government to definitely uh, uh, comply with our Constitution of the United States.
2: Boy, I don't know, Mike. How you still have hope for this system to restore the Constitution? I just don't. I think it's too late to well, do I, it I, through the system.
3: I, it 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 may be, but I I I, I don't give up hope. I, I'm too old and I fought too long yeah. for the Constitution.
2: Yes, right. Yeah. I hear you and for me I think that I don't you know you can say very cavalierly we need a, a revolution it's the only way that would truly be horrible like I I am absolutely nowhere near ready for that, there would have to be, uh, things would have to get much, much, much worse. And I, I wonder a little bit if all the crazy foreign policy, I think a lot of times uh, Obama's foreign policy is misrepresented as wishy-washy or not strong enough. I think that guy is intentionally, I think there's a, a chance that he and basically his advisors, I really don't think he thinks this stuff up. I think they are antagonizing Russia, the East, in Ukraine, in Syria, in other places, and maybe be actually uh, egging on World War III for a, a total transformation of society. Now, that's a very cynical thought. I'm not saying I've concluded that. There's evidence of that. I'm just saying their foreign policy is crazy to me. It's dangerous. Russia has a nuclear arsenal. I, I mean, a big one. They're really our only true competitor on the world stage in that regard. And to antagonize them, as we do, I just think is madness, unless what you want. I mean, we've had world wars before, and there is evidence that the power elite welcomed them not only to build up, uh, to move money around, to funnel money up to the top, but to fundamentally transform Americans' dedication to our history to our constitution um i'll post a video of norman dodd who uh led the research for the reese commission that was trying to get to the bottom of the tax-exempt foundations un-american activities in the 50s and what he found was truly shocking and supports what i just said so i'll post that at the next break uh but i'm going to take one more call before we get there uh, i have got um mike in johns creek mike you're on with monica
1: Hey, Monica, I listen to you all the time.
2: Generally speaking,
3: I agree with you. I am a lifelong Democrat because I'm an atheist and because I'm 300% pro-choice. But I'll tell you this. I did not appreciate what you were saying about the Republicans. Because I have changed. I will never vote Democrat again as long as I live. Because if you like your medical insurance, you can keep it. If you like your doctor, you can keep them. If uh, Syria crosses this red line, there'll be serious consequences. If uh, you know, just
2: yeah, just warrior, Obama had some lies. Warrior. But what did I say about the Republicans that you didn't that you thought was bad?
3: You think they're liars. I don't think they're liars. I think that you get ten Republicans in a room, you got ten political parties.
2: You don't think that the Republicans are just pretending to want to shrink government?
3: I think it's very difficult to do. Remember, it's a, dem- a democracy. You have to have a majority vote. All
2: right, I got to tell you this, Mike. It's going to blow your mind. I'm going to want you to go to my website um, at the break, com and look at this document, neoconservatism, uh, the autobiography of an idea i'll repost it real quick so it'll be at the top of my blog and it's bill crystal's father irving crystal wrote a book about how he wanted to and succeeded in in retrospect transforming the republican party to have a massive conservative he called it welfare state with things like obamacare that wouldn't take your money and give you health care but would force you to spend your money in private industry to buy specific things mandated by law as well as talk people into big wars they didn't want. It's a shocking expose of what they're really all about. So I am sorry uh, to be so harsh on the Republicans, but I think that their lies are very deep. And uh, and I got to take a break. But I'll post that right at the break, and afterwards, um, talk to Reggie, talk to Michael, and then I'm going to switch gears a little bit to this American exceptionalism concept. So give me a call on that, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB.
2: I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB from 3 to 6 on Saturdays. Uh, weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer, and you're going to want to stay tuned to it. Tune in to WSB for Kirk Mellish's exclusive forecasts because uh, you may be in for continuing rain and thunderstorms even as the work week begins. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I am finishing up the conversation about... Hillary, but really, um I'm happy to continue that. I also want to touch on Marco Rubio said some stuff that made me a little worried that the Republican Party wants to double down on a foreign policy that, to me, is dangerous. I think it makes things worse. And it, he came with his catchphrases American exceptionalism and the new American century, which have real meaning. Like, if you read where those things came from. They have real meaning that I think is lost on the general public, and I want to talk about what that means to you. 404 872 750 1800 wsb talk Right now I'm going to go to a Reggie in Decatur. Hi Reggie, you're on with Monica.
0: Hey Monica, how are you today?
2: Good, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. Uh, first things first, who in their right mind would want to be President of the United States?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know? You
2: not not only, me.
0: Ditto. You not only inherit the problems of this country but other countries look to you for help and support and it's just a thankless job it's the first thing i want to say number two okay i'm already sick and tired of hearing from the candidates that are running for office after obama i think in this country is it even possible to fathom the idea that we don't need to hear from presidential candidates until the year of the election did you realize we're going to hear from these folks for the rest of the year, not to mention all of next year coasting into the presidential election? It's like, and especially for these people that are already elected officials, what are they going to do? Running for the office of president is a full-time job. Who oh, yeah. is going to address the issues in your district? Let's talk about Ted Cruz. Let's talk about Marco Rubio. I mean, I'm sure these guys have issues in their districts.
2: Oh, I don't think they funny. care at all. I think that they started running for president the day they showed up uh, in the Senate. And I think you're right. I think that the uh, American, that being president is not only a terrible, thankless job, it's a dangerous one. If you get out of line, I really think that you're in physical danger. I really think that. I want to continue this conversation, 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.